This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. In January of 2014, I went through several experiences that promised to transform my life forever. Within a few days, these experiences transformed from horrifyingly horrific and terrible to deeply beautiful and soul-stirring. On the morning of January 3, 2014, I was riding my bicycle around town when I was hit broadside by a truck. Some of my injuries were so severe that I'm still recovering from them. According to the doctors who treated me, I should not have survived. According to my surgeon and primary care physician, most individuals die from injuries like yours. They were correct. I really shouldn't have lived. In fact, I nearly died twice during those first few days. During those brushes with death, I had two near-death experiences, or NDEs, that promised to change the way I look at life, experience life, and feel about God and spirit. Before we proceed, let me state that I considered putting this out there, but I realized that it had to be now. I know in my heart that holding on to this event is not healthy. At least one of my friends is about to make the final transition. And I hope this post helps her make peace with passing on to the afterlife in some tiny manner. I also hope it helps others who are in a similar predicament. My first near-death experience occurred when the truck hit me. This NDE lasted only a few minutes in human time. I became aware that my consciousness was in two places at the same time as I was struck. One fearful and animal-like component was securely inside my broken body, which was stuck on the axle and being dragged under the truck. The other portion, a very calm, detached observer, hovered out in front of the truck and off to the south, watching the whole thing unfold from afar. The observer half of me thought this split consciousness was perfectly natural. The observer remained calm throughout, and I recall having the impression that everything was happening for a reason, and that there was nothing to be afraid of. I am the spectator. I watched as witnesses came to a halt, phoned for assistance, and paramedics arrived. My two personalities reconnected when the paramedics began working on me. They took me to the nearest trauma hospital once I was stable enough to move. My brain and spinal injuries were found to be so severe that I would require surgery. My lower spine would require reconstruction after the bleeding in my head had stopped. Meanwhile, I was admitted to the intensive care unit by the trauma team, or ICU. I reflected on the initial split consciousness experience in the ICU for a few days while waiting for surgery. I had no explanation for being in two places at the same time or for witnessing the accident from two separate perspectives at the same time. In my scientific mind, I couldn't see consciousness splitting apart and one part of me traveling outside of the body. Finally, I discounted it as an abnormality of the crash, a near-death experience. 
It wasn't significant, and it surely wasn't genuine, so I reasoned. Perhaps because the first experience wasn't enough to have me thinking about spiritual concerns, I was dragged straight into the heart of things three days later during surgery. Another NDE occurred for me, but this one was unique. Instead of just witnessing the events unfold from outside of my body, my consciousness was eventually transported to a world beyond anything I've ever known. The place's beauty and complete calm beyond description. I felt completely at ease, appreciated, and entire. I also sensed a deep, genuine love pervading everything there. It was a great love, as if this place's construction was created of love. Love was everywhere, because there was nowhere that wasn't filled with it. I can't go much further in that. I was already itching to get out of there. I was greeted by one woman. Although she stated that it was a form she used at the time to make it easier for me to relate to her. She was a stranger to me, but I was not a stranger to her. She followed me throughout the terrain, telling me things that I and the rest of the world needed to remember. Things we'd forgotten, or perhaps never learned. These were reminders that would assist us in living a great life on earth. She claimed to be the voice of everyone in heaven. She was a channel for the information I was receiving, since I would be overwhelmed if I met and interacted with everyone who wanted to speak with me. We felt like we'd been together for days, if not weeks. The amount of knowledge she gave me was mind-boggling. I'm still thinking about it. However, she eventually urged that I return to life. That thought made me cry like a child. I had no desire to return. Not now. Not ever. I didn't want to leave this location because it was so beautiful and loving. But she urged that I have a life. It wasn't the right time for me to leave. I fought back and forth and even yelled a few times. Can you fathom debating with such a being? But I did it. I fought and sobbed. I insisted that I didn't want to return to a broken body and the consequences of this event. She looked at me with sadness, but she maintained that it was my time to leave. I was back in the surgical recovery room as I opened my mouth to argue again. I was puzzled, sobbing, and already missing that area and the human that I'd met there. No, I'm no longer an atheist or an agnostic, though I don't want to name myself at this moment. I had the good fortune of being shown spirit in such a way that I knew I couldn't deny it from myself anymore. These encounters have expanded my heart to all people, all faiths, and all beliefs in ways I never imagined before. I'll tell you about the first thing she taught me. We've come to practice, demonstrate, and experience love. Hatred and fear are not spiritual languages. Love exists. It is unconditional love with no ties attached. It is simply love in all of its manifestations. I've been asked to share this with as many people as possible, and I aim to do so. After all, that's what I promised. I'm not sure how I'll get the information out yet. I believe that writing on a blog is an excellent place to start, but I anticipate that some larger form of publication will also be in the works. Yes, all of this is true. 
No, none of it was made up or embellished by me. I know some of you think I'm insane or delusional. Some of you may look for any reason to ignore my experiences because they are upsetting to you. Some folks I've known for years may choose to withdraw from me. This might cost me a lot of money. After all, until a few months ago, I was an agnostic scientist. But this is my life right now. I believe that discussing my story and everything that follows will help more than hurt. That it will offer people hope and bring them together. It's possible that relaying the narrative will introduce me to new people or prospects. Everything is how it should be. While my time on the other side, sometimes known as heaven, was brief in human terms, it felt like weeks or months. I saw an incredible amount in only a couple of human hours. The first thing I experienced was the magnificence of heaven, both visually and emotionally. A vista of gently sloping hills surrounding me while I was there. Flower-filled green pastures covered the hills surrounding me. There were massive dissidus trees in full bloom. The trees that surrounded the meadows were larger and grander than any on earth. There was a little mist clinging to the tops of the trees, as if it were a humid summer morning. The sky was a pale blue, comparable to what you could see on the beach, with wispy clouds and a beautiful but slightly diffuse golden light. That was the image. But there is more to heaven than what our eyes can see. Below the surface pictures was a reservoir of emotions powered by love, serenity, and an ever-present presence I'll call spirit or God. I sensed a great sense of calm, brightness, goodness, and love in the scenery surrounding me. The beauty, in my opinion, deserves a big B. It wasn't simply pretty. There was something deeper about it, something more harmonized, blessed, and strong. Everything felt connected by love and serenity, and the beauty of the scenes around me was the result of this unwavering love. While the splendor of heaven took my breath away, the sense of love absolutely enthralled me and made me want to remain forever. I felt a strong sense of love coursing through everything around me. The air, the ground beneath my feet, the trees, the clouds, and myself. I felt love enveloping me, coursing through me, and eventually seizing my heart. I was comforted by a loving presence that was both forceful and tender, and I cried again. In all my years on the world, I had never encountered such unconditional love and acceptance. This location seems to be designed on a great cosmic scale of love and harmony. What I realized, and what my guide later confirmed, was that love created the framework or substructure of heaven. Although each soul experienced the landscape differently, they all knew and saw the love that served as the foundation for everything in the same way. That love and serenity seemed to flicker beneath the surface as glimmers of light, winking in and out of sight. It was full of color, sparkle, and texture. It appeared to take the form of what I observed, such as trees or a meadow, yet it was also distinct from the things themselves. The work of artist Ken Elliott is the closest I can come to articulating what heaven looks like to my feeling senses.
His paintings come the closest to portraying the essence of the landscape over there. With this permission, I'll share two pieces with you here, but do visit this website for more examples. Soft blue progression comes the closest to capturing what the sites look like for me. Like Kent's previous works, Yellow Wall expresses the energy or vibration of love and peace that underlay everything there. <laughs> 